Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And we hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We've been sharing good headlines here lately, at least on good things, about rolling Fork building back and building back better. But you may not realize that after the storm, 68% of the population in Rolling Fork were renters or during the storm. Should I say before the storm? Put it that way. And following that, many of the programs are helping homeowners get back, but maybe not so much for renters. So there's a program that's up to good things that's trying to change that. So joining us today is Britt Williamson. He is the chairman of the board for Rolling Fork Build Back Better. He's also the pastor of First Baptist Rolling Fork. And we have Emily, who's also a member of both. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Rebecca. Well, I think this is so good because when I was reading about you guys um, sort of focusing in on renters, I went, yes, like you don't even sort of think about it. So Britt and Emily, you guys were really on the on the grounds um, there right after um, the storm or I guess during the storm. When did you start to recognize that maybe this population, and I don't want to use the words being left out or overlooked, but maybe weren't getting the same sort of focus or intention as other homeowners? Well, once we found out that we had such a huge population of of rental families, uh, we went in search of ways for them to get help. And unfortunately, what we found is that when there are disasters like hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, uh, all the programs and all the help, all all of that flows to the homeowner. Uh, there's very, very little that will go to help a, a family that was in a rental home. And so when we didn't find any help and saw that a huge population of our city uh, were renters and were going to have no way to be able to come back to their home uh, for the viability of our city, our churches, our hospital, our businesses, uh, we knew that we had to do something to help these families uh, return to Rolling Fork. How did you find out it was 68%? I mean, is there just that through surveying or just other sort of documentation? I mean, I, that's a large percentage of a, of a community's population to be renters, which may be that way uh, um, in a lot of our smaller communities. It's just sort of shocking to me. Well, it's, uh, and I just had these numbers in front of me yesterday. It's, it's like 38% of the homes here are rental homes. 
but if you look at a percentage of the population, that takes into account husband, wife, single mother, and the children. Uh, the percentage of the population that uh, lived in a rental home or an apartment, uh, that's where it got to be uh, such a large number. Okay, that makes sense. So you guys decided, hey, we need to do something about this or address it. I mean, where do you start with that, Britt? I mean, it's you do build apartment complexes. Like, I mean, how do you go about kind of bridging that gap for resources to those who want to call rolling or do call rolling fork home, but in a different way? Well, uh, it's a, a daunting, monumental task, and we started that with prayer. Uh, we looked at building apartments. We looked at building rental homes. Uh, we looked at a lot of different avenues, and uh, there is a lot of multi-generational poverty here in the Delta, especially the South Delta. And we thought if we're going to do something, why not do something that's going to help these families come out of multi-generational poverty and put them in a position to go into multi-generational wealth? And so we looked at all kind of different avenues to be able to build back, but this one was really the only one that made sense that would be good for the community and be good for these families. So this is the program, Build Back Better. Explain that to us here on Good Things. What does this look like, Britt, or Emily, whichever one? Well, we we partnered with City Impact Ministries, and they provided us with six house frames. Um, they do builds, and, and families get together at, at a big local church and build walls. And so we were able to get six house frames um, delivered shortly after the storm to Rolling Fork, and we just started there. That was kind of the catalyst to get us going. And um, we've got walls going up this week on our first two foundations, Rebecca. That's amazing. So this is the, so okay. So it's a bigger program than that. So you've got the two homes, but I see where y'all have like seventeen lots and eighteen acres to develop into an actual neighborhood. So that is not just a few people. That's a that's a neighborhood that that's going to impact a lot of families. Where did the lands or come from, or how did y'all land on that particular area? Well, it uh, goes back to prayer and God just providing. So uh, several weeks after the tornado, as we started uh, purchasing different lots uh, through this nonprofit that we have, uh, we knew that, you know, we were going to need a lot more property than just a lot here and a lot there. Uh, And we had a connection to an individual that owned 18 acres inside the city limits. And uh, we began to pray that, that God would make a way for us to get it and had an uh, appointment with this individual, and uh, the rest is history. We now own that piece of property, and uh, God provided for it. And the other piece to this, Emily, is the Foundations of Hope, which I think is financial, not necessarily assistance, but maybe classes. So you really are trying to look long-term into taking something traumatic like the tornado experience and setting these families back up better than they ever thought possible once they get to move back to Rolling Fork. So what are these classes about? Well, we wanted to give these people... um, just an opportunity to become a community, really, to get to know one another, um, but mainly to give some life skills that we felt like were very important going forward to become a homeowner. And so they they go through um, a Foundations of Hope class, which is Brother Britt does that class, and 
teach, you know, just talks about the program, what is expected of them, what will happen, how the homeowners will be chosen, that type thing. Um, we have two financial literacy classes they go to. We, we just call it Financial One and Financial Two. And we have um, banks in the Delta that are providing um, that education. So we have um, just people coming in teaching those classes, and those are three hours each class. And um, and then I'm an extension agent with Mississippi State University, and so part of um, what we do is teach healthy homes, healthy lifestyles. And so the last class is a homeowner class, and a coworker and I um, teach healthy homes and just basics about owning a home, um, maintenance, and that type thing. And so, um, and after they complete the classes. Then they go through at least three hours of spiritual um, and emotional counseling with a counselor we have on staff here. Really setting them up for success, uh, uh, Brother Britt. So if someone's listening to good things and they're like, we're going to definitely be praying for this, but what else do you need? Because I see this is also through donations, volunteer labor, those type of things. So what else do y'all need to make this Rolling Fort build back better into, you know, 17 completed lots? Well, you mentioned the first one that's so important. It's just prayer. Uh, we also need volunteer labor people to come in and help us construct these houses. Uh, the more volunteer labor that we get, you know, the more houses that we can do. Uh, we need donated materials or discounted materials uh, to build the houses. Uh, and we also need financial resources. We need, we need money uh, to be able to build these houses. Where can they go to maybe learn more information or get connected with one of you two to sort of figure out how they best connect with it? Yeah, we have a website. It's www.rollingforkbuildbackbetter.org. We also have a Facebook page under that same name. Uh, We also have uh, Cash App and Venmo set up so where people can very easily donate. Uh, And there is a uh, contact us portion on our website so they can uh, send us an email and we'll reach back out to them and uh, talk with them on how they could become a partner in what we're doing here. Is there a sense of optimism in the town there, Brother Britt? I mean, do people are excited to see new life, new beginnings, new opportunities there in Rolling Fork? It is. It's uh, been one of the, the messages that I've tried to portray since the tornado hit on March 24th as a message of hope and everything that's happening whether it's a business starting to build back a homeowner starting to build back uh, or even the houses we have going whenever people see new projects it just uh, is a great encouragement a great emotional lift uh, to everybody in the area. Well, we appreciate all you're doing. Thank you for sharing it. Encourage folks to look into Rolling Fort Build Back Better to be a part of it and I appreciate y'all's time. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. All righty. You guys stick with us. We've got more good things for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, you can find us streaming live over at supertalk.fm or from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And this week, you can find the Sanderson Farm Championship. It is here, and it is Mississippi's only PGA Tour event. And Supertalk Mississippi is giving you a chance to see the pros play and maybe even get out and meet Gerard and the boys because they'll be there later on this week. But now is your chance to win a pair of tickets. So be the... 19th. 19th. Are there 19 holes? Did you do it wrong? Did you count it wrong? If you well, No, there's 18 holes, but a uh, little nine? hint for the, the thing coming up. 19 plays a role in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just my education. Person text into the ceasefire text on 601-879-4395. The key phrase to win a pair of tickets today is... Bogey. So that's not like a sandwich? No. No. That'd be a hoagie. Okay, so... I literally gun to head. I would not. I I would know that the word bogey goes with golf. Right. I could get you there, right? Like all of these little vocabulary words. But my, you know, mama's life depended on it. I'd be like, well, we learned yesterday it sounds about bad. Is it, it bad? Is bad? Okay, it sounds it's bad. It's the opposite of a birdie. We learned yesterday that a birdie is one stroke less than par. A bogey is a stroke over par. So that's like when you get your four-year degree in five. Correct. <laughs> and that Daddy, fifth year was your bogey year. That fifth year was your bogey year, and your parents are salty about it, or you getting your getting more loans uh, sort of hits the pocketbook a little bit differently. Okay, so bogey be number nineteen. If ah, I really appreciate the hoagie. The hoagie one, if I was giving away tickets, I would make sure you got a free sandwich or something out of it. I do not have those powers that be here, but, like, I'd totally appreciate it. Even if your autocorrect just changed it from bogey to hoagie, you just made my entire day. But Rhino will let you know when we reach they were close. They reach were really number close. Uh, 19, do we have a winner? We do. Just got to confirm with them. All righty. So you can lay down your text and fingers or pick them back up for what we'll talk about in just a second. But, yes, yeah, so appreciate you guys chiming in. Like I said, you should stick with us here at Super Talk because there will be probably more chances for you to get a pair of tickets. But if you just want to go ahead and not chance it and get them yourself, you can do that over at SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. As we mentioned, it's our only PGA Tour event here in our state. Coming up Thursday, you're going to have Middays with Jar Gibbert. He's going to be there from 10 to 1. And then on Friday, you no, he's going to be there Friday, and then I think Sports Talk is going to be there on Thursday. That's so correct. I got it backwards. Just show up one of them days. They'll be look for the Super Talk tent. <laughs> You'll see somebody somebody out there. But on Thursday it'll be from three to six, and then on Friday it'll be from ten to one. So. Basically, if you're out and about in the Magnolia State tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday, you have an opportunity to stop by and say hello. Tomorrow you've got cruising the coast with middays. Whoop whoop, ten to be one. There ten to one. Right there on the green, you can stop by and say hello. 
Thursday, the Sports Talk guys are going to be at the Sanderson Farms Championship. So 3 to 6, swing by, say hello. And then Friday, 10 to 1, middays, Gerard will be at Sanderson Farms. You know what we should or have to look at because um, that is the question. If you haven't been over to the Good Things Facebook group, it just simply asks, asks, since we're in a new month, October Mississippi means. And then I want you to fill in the blank. So I all know you can text. So 601-879-4395. It doesn't mean hoagies and it may mean bogeys. I don't know. It's a good uh, good weather for golf. But the weather differences between Gerard being on the Mississippi Gulf Coast tomorrow will probably be shorts and gorgeous and perfect for cruising. Maybe even at those peak times, if you're in the right sun, hot, like maybe not not August hot, but like still just warm, like you may move into the shade. But then if I'm seeing it correctly, fast forward all the way to Friday here in central Mississippi. I don't know if chilly is the right word. To use or describe, but it's on its way. Like it's it more will, Saturday morning, yeah. Or Friday, maybe start Saturday the high morning. will get up into the 80s, but then when the sun goes down Friday for the Magnolia State, the temps are going to start dropping. And then come next week, it's like you need to pull out your, your, your light jackets and get out your official fall gear because we're going to have some temps that actually allow you to wear those other things in your closet that have been getting dust since... March of 2024, or maybe April, March or April. But anyway, so big changes, but lots moving and going on here. Um, super talk, so just stay tuned. But over on the Good Things Facebook group. So, yes, I feel like October is a happy month, even though it's a spooky month. I feel like September really brings excitement because you get to go back to school and you get to have start a football. But then it's like October really starts to transition you from the summer months or summer weather into at least some spotted days of cooler weather. I realized that you could still be wearing shorts and long sleeves, as someone said, on uh, the Good Things Facebook group. But October really feels like a transitional month into the next sort of phase. And so, and it means different things to, to different people. So Kathy says that October Mississippi means to her Malone's Taffy, which I would say can't happen without the Mississippi State Fair, which is gearing up to start. This weekend or this week or sometime soon, very soon. If I know it's next week, so I'm not sure when the actual kickoff day um, for it is. And so you can't, you know, have the you can't have the fair without October. I guess you could, but it doesn't feel right. And then you can't get Malone's taffy that I'm aware of without going to the Mississippi State Fair. Or I mean, I'm sure if you had a friend who knew a guy who knew a guy that was related to him, you might be able to get some. Right. But if now you can correct me if I am wrong. Okay, so the only way I know to get a Malone Taffy fix is by going to the Mississippi State Fair. If there is another way, it is not highly publicized. Correct. And there's not a storefront that I know of. It's a deeply guarded secret. It's a deeply guarded secret, which they give you all the ingredients right there on the box. It's like butter, sugar, flavorings, very simple things. Good luck making it yourself, though. Because it's not as easy as it looks and, and watching it being made is part of the allure to to go into the Mississippi State Fair and the smell of it um as well. So yeah, so I don't know of another place that you can get that other than October here in Mississippi. Someone texted in and said deer hunting. So when's the official date? When does deer hunting when's opening day for deer season? I think there's the youth usually have a day. There may be 
I think there may be a crossbow day. Crossbow season starts sooner than y'all see. It's not my not not what I'm doing, but I I do know. Or is it bow season that starts? Yeah, archery's in full swing. Okay, so it's already it started starting. middle of September. It started middle of September, but isn't it? When does gun season start? Somebody's yelling at me right now. I know I don't know us, but I thought uh, I felt like it's here. more like November, but maybe not. Yeah, it's mid-November. Okay, I felt I, you know I know enough. I I I've got. Don't take my Mississippi card from me just yet. I know at least ish enough about it, even though it's not dates written on my calendar specifically. But for many of you, that is like the start of October. You guys are super excited. Your weekends turn into deer camp weekends, which will turn into colder ones, which turns into bonfires and cookouts and sort of all the things there and everything that sort of brings around it. Someone said October 1st is always the beginning of bow season. Okay. So we are, what, three days into it? Some of you are probably... Texting in from the bow stand. I appreciate that. What did y'all do in the stands before technology? Read a book, take a nap, pay attention, solve the world's problems. All the world, all the all the things. Have a quiet moment of peace in nature. Because now they make gloves for hunting that you can text with. Like, because if you get regular gloves, you can't always. Doesn't always work. But now they make the gloves that are better for. Because of course they do. Of course they do. And you know they're in stockings every year for that hunter that just has to be able to stay connected while trying to be disconnected. Yeah, that's the whole point of getting out there is to get disconnected. Hey, I'm not out there, so I'm not throwing zero shade. You don't see me sitting in a stand or you know whatever. And that that's simply wouldn't have the attention span for it. I would probably be napping more than likely. So, in that way. I mean, you you can't harvest an animal if you're asleep, but it does happen even to the best of us. But if you're asleep and it walks by, do you know it? Nope. So that's like the beauty of it, right? It's like you wake up and you're like, "Oh, no luck today." Unless you were snoring and scared them all off, then you won't have any luck the rest of the day. Jay from the Res killed a nice 11 point this morning. Great day to be in the woods. You weren't texting, were you, Jay? You had your eyes on the prize, which we appreciate. All right, you stick with us. We'll appreciate you hanging out with us a little bit more here on Good Things. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. So we are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And to keep up with all of your Mississippi news stories, head on over to supertalk.fm where our Super Talk Mississippi news team is keeping you up to date. And if you want the latest headlines directly to your inbox, just sign up for their free newsletter. If you got that, then you would know that the Powerball jackpot rose to third highest largest in game history coming up for tomorrow. Biggest, baddest, most expensive ever. For tomorrow's drawing. So this is your, I guess, this is a final countdown. No, really, you've got over 24 hours to go and get a ticket. I would assume that the drawing will be sometime later tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. But it's an estimated $1.2 billion. You know, it really is sad when that is no longer like shocking. It's shocking or exciting. I I remember, I don't like remember enough to be like, tell you when it was but i can remember it was a couple years ago when the first billion ever or it reached maybe not the very first but like the first in a long time and people lost their minds over it um and then now it just feels like enough of us fools are playing the lottery that we get them sort of all the time and they don't get the big winners all the time you know there's only one but i think what always gets failed to mention and this is completely ludicrous coming from someone who still doesn't play the lottery but i'm always impressed by all the others who don't win the major jackpot but still walk away not bad there were two tickets i guess out of the last one who won a million dollars a piece Right. I guess that's not, however, hundreds of millions, but I wouldn't turn that away. And then two others that matched five of the of the numbers. And they also got a million dollars to and they matched it to two millions because they included the power play feature or whatever it may be. And then 70 won 50,000 and 12 won 100,000. So we're we're right at like 100 folks ish. I know that's still out of. Because I think the odds of actually winning the 1.2. It's like one in 300 two, million. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the odds still aren't that great that you would end up being 100. But in the way my simple brain works, I'd rather know that there were 100 chances to walk away with some kind of cash greater than what I invested in than my $5 investment or dollar investment. I don't even know how much a lottery ticket costs these days depends on what you get two to four dollars right i do know this i know enough reading enough headlines and stories around the powerball if they offer me to dollar up for to double it or whatever it is i'm taking it i I made it this far i'm gonna give you one more dollar because i don't want to be that person well i've got the official odds for you here okay if you match just the powerball is that the one at the very end yes okay if you match just that, you win $4. Yes. And your chances of winning are 1 in 38.32. So that's your best odds. Yes. one Less than 1 in 40. 4 bucks is your best odds. All right. Well, you got to be in it to win it. If you want to get up to 100 bucks, you got to get either 3 plus the Powerball or 4 matching numbers. And you have odds between 1 in 15,000 and 1 in 37,000. That's better, right? Kind of? Well, it's like going to a big sporting event and being picked out of the crowd. Worked for Pamela Anderson. Well, I don't know. For a while. (laughs) That trajectory went way 
but still, yeah, you know, I mean, it happens. She did tend to stand out in a crowd, though. Well, there was that other kid that's now, like, meme-worthy for everything. Was it at a hockey game when they turn and the crowd <laughs> they would cheer for him, and then when they moved him away, they boo, and then moved him back and sort of cheer? Oh, yeah, and he just kind of sat there because he could see himself on the screen, but he didn't. He couldn't quite figure out where the camera was. Right. So he just kind of froze. Which enjoyed the crowd cheering for made him. it made it just gold just viral sort of gold well maybe you just need to go get some tacos and then get a ticket at your nearest location from the taco stand because a taco stop led a california man to a million dollar lottery prize i always love when they tell you what they did prior to their decision because a decision has to be made now some of you will wake up or woke up today or will wake up tomorrow or drive home you've already made the decision i I'm getting a lottery ticket. But then there's others who it's like a, it's an impulse buy. This person's wife wanted tacos from their favorite taco truck. And so he went by and then went into the little convenience store next to it while he was waiting for his food. And he said, I'm going to get a scratch off. You know, I got some time to kill. And then came home with tacos and a million dollars. Like, to me, that's a cool story because you are not going out that day to say, Getting my wife tacos, bringing back a million dollars, or even just scratch off. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to figure out the timeline here because <laughs> if I want a million, I'm not nothing against tacos, especially from a taco truck. I love them, but the if I want a million dollars, the tacos came first. I might have I might have canceled the taco order for what? I'm no, like, hey, wouldn't. I already paid for it. Y'all keep that. I'm going to get something else. Like I'm going to gorge myself on sushi or get a big old steak or something else. Because you think of tacos. I know and a you taco well enough. Truck. Well, you don't have like once you win it, you're still poor until you turn in that scratch off. So, <laughs> or whatever you feel like you, you whatever classification. But in the case of a scratch off, or even if you have a winning lottery ticket, that that is essentially a check without your name on it for that amount. I am eating the tacos and counting my blessings, thanking my spouse for their probably want that probably wasn't in my to-do list that day, and then making sure I turn it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. What do they? What's the saying? You don't count your horses. You don't count your chickens till they hatch. They don't count horses. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But you don't count. You don't count. Don't get the your before the horse. Chickens. <laughs> Before they hatch, I'm going to need all them bad boys to hatch before I'm just blow until I leave tacos. Don't whiz in the wind. At a taco stand. I wonder what tacos they bought. So you will get a whole group of new friends, Patrick and Louisville said. I totally, we see this all the time, but I really feel like I don't even know if my husband would believe me if I, because I don't, that's just. So if I were to go in and on a whim, just decide one day, screw it, give me a scratch off. And then one, like, I don't know if I would believe it. I think I'd feel like it was a joke. And I don't know. I mean, I I mean would, it, it would be a lot to take in, especially if it's a big number like that. You just keep going and there's one zero, and again, two if zeros. It, if it had a comma in it, if it was $1,000 I want, I'd still be like... Hey, will you check that? Is that a, does that say a thousand? Nobody knew he won, not even his wife, until he got he got home from the drive, and they had tacos. <laughs> well, at that point, do you like put it in the bag with the tacos so she just finds it, or do you keep it in your pocket and you're like, 
oh, by the way, I stopped and got something else. Like, you'd almost have to make it into something. I don't know. I think I would come screaming through the door. You can quit your job! (laughs) Or do you try to pick a fight? Because that's a fight you're going to win. You have a get-out-of-jail-free card, win the fight, winning ticket right there. So you can come in the door and go, I decided I wasn't getting tacos. (laughs) And then when she gets good and mad and gets her dander up, you go, but I got this. You just really need to know your spouse. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. You might want to leave. I got you tacos, babe, but I decided to go and get a steak or whatever else it may be. Someone was talking about the odds. I think the if you win, the player wins the jack. If a player wins the Wednesday night, if yes, wins the jackpot Wednesday, they'll have a choice between um, a prize worth of an estimated one point two billion. Or a lump sum payment estimated at five hundred fifty one point seven million, but then you're going to have to take out taxes and correct all of the things. Which is why you always pick the annuity. I just think we differ because well, the annuity you're going to have a million dollars plus just show up to you every year for the rest of your life. But what if the person who signs that check dies? Or you get a million dollars a year. You can hire somebody to move your butt onto the treadmill. (laughs) Get you tacos whenever you want them. I just don't trust the system. I don't trust the system that gave that just gives people five like one point two billion dollars for a little ticket that they buy at the gas station. Number one. Number two, I'm not gonna trust that system to be honoring me that for over whatever. I want it. I want I want the lump so I can go out in my backyard and dig my little hind leg hole and put it in there and then withdraw whenever I whenever I need it and I'd probably still die with like ninety five percent of it in the backyard. <laughs> that would be my luck. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. And don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And come Friday, you can find a local game right here on Supertalk Mississippi. That's football, that is. You can catch a game just on just about every Supertalk Mississippi station. Plus, you can stream a ton of games and get up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire state just by going over to supertalk.fm slash high school or click on sports. Or you can open your Supertalk Mississippi app and... And there-
there you go. You'll have everything you need to know as well. And as we said, always here on Good Things to stay connected with us. That's over on the Good Things Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. Um, if you're on Facebook, just type in Good Things with Rebecca Turner pops up in the Facebook search and then click join. We'll let you in. And today we're talking about, I guess, kind of celebrating October, the fact that it's a new month. Gosh, it really does feel crazy. I feel like we say this every year, but the year is going by really fast. It really feels like this year has kind of like flown by. But each year, October does feel like that transitional month, at least into seasons, into other things. And I know many um, of my friends have even talked about, you. it's actually chilly making weather coming up this weekend or into next week. It feels weird to pull those things out or make them if the weather doesn't kind of cooperate with it. Just like it also feels strange, which I know there's the whole faux pas. You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day, whatever your granny will be fine. You can do that. But but it still feels weird now, like wearing beachy like colors or clothes, even though it's still beachy like weather, because I mean, shorts and a little tank top would be, I mean, fine for at least for girls, maybe not for gentlemen right now. You'd be weird no matter what. But it feels weird. You're saying I can't wear my shorty shorts and halter top out in public? Your jorts need to stay behind closed doors. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Um, but it feels odd to have those on when, even though the weather says you should or could, but the but the month says it's odd. And September is that weird. It's like the calendar sitting on the wall judging you. Yes, it does. It really does. And so October with the cooler weather, it finally feels like you can wear your fall and winter clothing without, I guess, sweating to death in them would be the way to go. Or you can have flannel with your shorts, not flannel shorts. That's also odd. But <laughs> when did I become the fashion police? I don't know. But something's. I don't think I've ever seen flannel shorts. (laughs) For a reason, there's a reason that that is an unfortunate combination of wardrobing flannel breeches, but then you're wearing those around the house, comfy, you know, for relaxation. Do you look forward? Is there like a? I won't say out. I know that you don't have outfits you look forward to. (laughs) You say that, but last week the same lady. Two separate times at the Wally World stopped me to compliment me on my blue outfit, which I didn't realize she was, was matching. flirting with you. She was flirting with you. You hold on. You saw? Does she work there? No. So the I was walking in from the parking lot, and she was walking out, and she stopped same me. Same time, like both times. Are we are we exi- exiting and entering? No, like I I go in, she's coming out, and she says, "Oh, I love that outfit. That blue looks good on you. Thank you." Walk inside, go about my shopping. Think, oh, that was nice. Get over to the frozen food section. She's there again. That and we cross paths, and she flag. goes, "Hey, I didn't. I don't think you heard me. That outfit looks good on you." Rhino, have you been out of the game that long? She was. <laughs> Either that's a red flag for stalker, or you should have said. <laughs> I told her I appreciate it. Was she old enough to be your mother? Yes. And still, that's a red flag. She's still hitting on you, though. Totally hitting on you. I want some flannel shorts now. Here we come. I do, too. (laughs) No. No. Or better yet, buffalo plaid shorts. That is britches. You can have 
jammies. What do they call them when you all dress up the same for Christmas, which is strange, but PJs. Yes, but shorts that you're going to put on and like wear into public. And if you have to cut. People wear Crocs and Uggs every day. I can wear plaid shorts. <laughs> and if you have to cut. Flannel shorts. Flannel britches off to get flannel shorts. That's like jorts. That wasn't no no designer thought that that was appropriate for public eyes. And so they didn't make it for, for a reason. Amanda from Pike County, she's stalking you. I promise if you go back and she's still there or there again. Start I do to, need to run by the Wally World this afternoon. I'll report back. If you can. I'm a big dude. It's hard to kidnap me. <laughs> I need to put 360. Figure out where where you do. <laughs> I'd like to see her try. <laughs> um, this is a cougar. A cougar in aisle five after Rhino. I guarantee you if you walk in there with cut off um, flannel shorts, she won't bother you no more. None. Ladies, you know what? If you're worried about your man with other women, just buy him some flannel shorts. Send You'll him out. love them, and you'll be, <laughs> you'll your be mind the only one who will be looking at him. <laughs> All right, stick with us. you got more coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.